Welcome to Palantir Stories. In this podcast, we speak with entrepreneurs and creatives living and succeeding in Bali. I'm your host, Shayla Mann. We're here today with our first guest, who is Sky de la Santa from Slab Interiors. And Slab Interiors is a pottery, um, cement pottery uh, manufacturer uh, that is currently in Bali, and they also manufacture uh, some other furniture pieces such as tables. So Sky, can you let us know, can you tell us a little bit about you? Okay. <laughs> Hi, by the way. Um, so I am obviously from Australia. I moved to Bali six years ago and um, decided at, you know, probably about the year one point that I just loved Bali and I needed to make it a permanent move and what was I going to do to, you know, stay here and what what was needed in Bali that wasn't there at the time and um, at the time I'd moved into a new villa and I knew exactly what I needed I didn't have a big budget to spend and you know I just I, I knew that plants were so cheap in part in Bali and I wanted to fill my house with beautiful plants but the pots just you know the what I wanted wasn't available and that's pretty much how my business started. The need, you know, I, I knew what I wanted. I was Pinteresting what I wanted, uh, but I couldn't get it anywhere in Bali in Indonesia. And, you know, from, from that need is where my business pretty much started. So, yeah. And it's become quite successful, actually, your business. Why, why do you think that is? Probably because of the need. Um, you know, like I know just for me and my house, I, I, I wanted something, I knew exactly what I wanted, I couldn't find it in Bali. And, um, you know, where a lot of our success has happened is from commercial spaces. So, you know, we started off as a very small, very humble business working from our garage. You know, we started doing little markets to begin with and, um, you know, there were rest, a few restaurants that approached us when we did our first few markets and it just kind of boomed from there where the it started off as restaurants and cafes in, in Bali and in Changu in particular, the restaurant and cafe industry is huge and, and that's what got, a, got our foot in the door of, you know, these few very popular restaurants in the area liked what we did and we started doing custom designs for them and it just, you know, it is... It is a small community here and the word spread and, you know, we've, our success has come from word of mouth and, yeah. And obviously quality, I'm sure, and, you know, delivery and all the, the things that makes a good business. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, my business partner has been a concreter for 30 years and he knows the material back to front and you know we do an amazing quality job it's long lasting it's beautiful and you can just tell the difference you know you go to uh, a, a, a local nursery and they'll have concrete pots which are great and they're cheap but you know the difference between ours and between what you'll find you know as a, as a very cheap rendered pot is a very different quality so yeah definitely we do back on you know the quality what we do and what is your role in the company uh so for me i do the the business end of things so everything from accounting to marketing to sales to social media um yeah i definitely take the business management 
Um, and then my partner runs all of the manufacturing side of things and the product development side of things. Were you, what was your background before you did Slab Interiors? Uh, so I come from a finance background. So, you know, everything other than the finance side of things has been completely new to me and I've literally learnt by the seat of my pants. I mean, the Google searches that I've done is is incredible. So, you know, I know how to structure a business. I know how to cash forecast. I can price my products. That side of things has always been so natural to me. But when it comes to selling my, my, my product, telling people about my product, I am an absolute fish out of water. So it's been a huge learning curve, but one that I've very much enjoyed. That's so good. I'm so, yeah, it's amazing that you've you know, it's not easy. Those skills don't necessarily go together. You can be really good at finance, but you can be terrible at marketing or terrible at the social aspect of it. So it's not a, you know, it's hard to marriage those two things. It couldn't, it must have not been easy to, for you. Oh, it's, it's, it's a damn struggle. <laughs> and, and, you know, also when you try, you know, when you come from such an analytical kind of method of thinking and then you know you all of a sudden have to be creative and have to think of ideas and it's and it's 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 amazing because you know when I was younger I was always such a creative person and used to love painting and used to love art and then when I got into my profession that side of me completely shut down and so moving to Bali has definitely awakened the creative side of me but it's still it's still something that I am learning and, yeah, I'm definitely not perfected, but it's, it's a daily learn for me. So I love it. You do all the creative part of it or is it a marriage with partner? Yeah, we definitely share the creative part of it. So for me, I think a lot of my skills come in with the colour collection, colour selection. So I really love colours. I love playing around with different colour palettes. Um, where my business partner, he, he's really good at the design and he kind of knows. Also, he knows, you know, my imagination can get like a little bit out of control and I want to try this and I want to try that. And he's the one that can bring back the practical side of it to say, well, you know, this will work and this won't work. So, yeah, it's a, it's a very good combination of, you know, teamwork between us both. That's great. That's really good. Yeah, you kind of need... I, and I know what you mean about the creativity and someone you kind of needs to rein it in a little bit. Otherwise, you know, you go up to the cloud. And especially, I guess, when you're working with physical materials, uh, what, which has their limitations. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And then also on a larger scale. So we do a lot of large-scale hotel commercial work. So, you know, I could think of the most amazing, think that you the factory has to pump out 300 of these you you know you kind of have to weigh up a little bit between what's going to look amazing and also what is going to be practical and um viable okay that sounds very interesting um i wanted to ask you a bit like why how did you end up in bali how 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 did it happen how when did you fall in love with bali or did you come here for a holiday? How, how did all this end up, you living here? 
so I had been on holiday to Bali maybe two or three years before I moved here and never had the inkling, you know, it was a wonderful holiday. I was here for 10 days. Um, but I, I, my holiday, I didn't have a strong urge to live here. It wasn't even a thought in my head. It was just a fun beach holiday. And it wasn't until I'd been home for about a year and uh, I actually had my daughter who is now um, seven years old. So she was about maybe six months at the time where I just sort of had the, both me and my partner had this urge of, is this it? You know, like he was working really big hours. Um, we were both working. I still had a business in Australia and we just, you know, come to this thing of like, is, is this all, is this going to be it forever? You know, like just working to, you yeah. we were working to live, you know, and it, 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 I don't know, I don't even know what made me think of Bali, but Bali just started calling me and it was such a strong call, which was so weird because when I visited here on holidays, I, I, I loved it, but I wasn't, you know, I wasn't, it, I didn't have the urge to live here when I visited and, I don't know, like it, it took about two years to brew in my system and I, I just knew, I knew I was having this strong calling to Bali that I needed to live here and I needed to move here and there was something waiting for me in Bali. So it took probably about eight, nine months for us to get to a point where we could save money to move here. Um, at the time, I owned a bookkeeping firm, so it took that amount of time to move my clients that were on site to cloud-based, which was happening in my industry anyway. And I just think it was the power of manifestation. Once we kind of decided that, okay, this is what we want to do, every day we move towards it. Every goal, every step, every decision that we made was geared towards moving to Bali. And then, you know, 18 months, maybe like a year, I think, of, of planning and deciding we made the move and originally it was just a year break. That's all, you know, let's move to Bali, take a year off, see what happens. And, you know, three months into that year, I just knew in my heart I could never go back to Australia. And so six years on, still here. So, so this is a very common thing. I, I had the same thing, you know. I came and said, let's just take a year off, see what happens. But I guess people, you know, not everyone, everyone is, is their dream. Let's just take a year off and go to Bali or somewhere else, no? But then once you're here and you realize, oh, my God, I love this place. I want to live here. Then you think, okay, how am I going to make a living? Because... You know, it's cheap to come on a holiday, relatively speaking, but once you are here, the costs start to add up. And then you're like, okay, it's not as cheap as it was. I'm no longer in a way. What do I do? Hmm. So when did you reach yeah. that point between, okay, you moved here, and then you're like, okay, we need to make something happen so we can actually be here permanently? I think like probably at about the nine month mark because we knew there was a we knew it was going to be a year and at the nine month mark I was like okay this is time to do something because there's only three months left and we need to think of something to do and um, 
Yeah, it was around about then that there was a lot of deep soul searching going on because really when you are in that position, the world is your oyster. You can do whatever you want. You know, that is one of the most amazing things about Bali that you, if you are entrepreneurial by nature and, you know, you've got that drive and you've got that get up and go, it is relatively cheap to run a startup the creativity is just bursting here. Everyone you speak to has an amazing idea and, you know, you really get into the, you really get into that creative vibe. So you, you can do that soul searching. And yeah, for us, it turned out to be doing concrete pots. And, 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 it, and like I said, it, our business purely started, it, it didn't start from what business are we going to do? Let's move into concrete pots. It started from we have a new villa that's completely unfurnished. Um, let's, we can't afford to spend millions of, you know, thousands of dollars on furniture. So let's make some concrete pots, fill the house with some beautiful plants. And once we seen the end product, that was the glimmering of, mm, you know, maybe this could be our thing. Maybe, maybe, maybe this could be what keeps us in Bali. And luckily enough, it, it, it slowly grew and grew into what it is today. So, I'm, yeah, I just feel blessed every day. I think you, you're, you know, I've met you, uh, for the people that know, we met, I met Sky, um, how long ago? Quite a few years ago. Yeah, yeah. When I started Bali Interiors, I took a photograph of the Shady Shack. And if the shady shop, that photo just became, it's kind of what, what set off Bali Interiors. And it was a photo of your pots, funnily enough. And then I don't know how we got, and then we met through an, a mutual friend. And the moment I saw you, I just remember this girl is going to be my friend. I just knew it. it was like one of those things. I was like, it was really, you know, the, sometimes you have those feelings. It's like, she's going to be my friend. I know it. Like we just, and then we just click and started talking. And I remember you were talking about your, your business. It was just beginning, I think. And the way you have grown, is just incredible. I'm so proud of you guys. Like what you've done. It's just, it's really amazing. Like now you've just moved to a huge factory. You're doing all this recycle, working with recycle materials. You're really going ahead of time and saying, okay, what's the need? How can we help the environment and, and marrying both of them? And, and you're doing it with such grace and you're doing it beautifully. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> no, we, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it is a passion job. Like they say, if you love you, if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. And it is a hundred percent that. And, and especially now that we are moving into the recyclables, you know, it is even more of a passion than ever because it is something that, you know, both myself and my partner are very, you know, heavily invested in and living in Bali as well when you do see the pollution and you see every wet season, the amount of plastic bottles, wrappers, it's, it's heartbreaking. So to now feel like we can have an active role in helping that is just, it's, you can't beat that you can't beat that feeling going to work on a monday and knowing that you are helping out and it's good it's a good it's a good life and it is a fantastic decision that we made to move here yes it's um it's i think so it's not many people 
that move here want to move back. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, I agree. Um, I wanted to ask you, um, what do you love most about living here? Because, you know, everyone thinks this is the dream, living here is the dream, and it has some incredible things, and that's why we choose to be here, but also has some not very <laughs> incredible things. <laughs> and I want to get your intake of why do you love Bali what's 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 the reason and also what are things that you don't love so much about Bali I think like you and me both you know especially like there are a lot of people on this island that work really hard and then there are a lot of people that don't work too hard and I think you and me always joke about you know, how hard we do work and people think that, you know, living in Bali, we're sitting under a, coke, under a palm tree drinking coconut and, you know, it's, it's, not, it's not always the case. I mean, we work hard here, but it's an amazing life and I don't know, for me, there are so many things that I love about it. I, do, I love the culture. I love the people. I love the freedom that you have here that you wouldn't necessarily have in Australia. I think my favourite thing, though, my favourite thing about Bali is the community. Like, I just love the community vibe. I mean, you know, the people, you know, the all of us that live here, you, you can walk down the street and you can kind of be like, that person's on holiday, that person lives here. And you, you get a sense of, you know, who are the people that are living here. And it's just, it's just a really beautiful, supportive community. And I feel like now in, at the time of this whole coronavirus and, you know, things are really tough for anyone, it has more than ever brought my love of how beautiful the community is here because... Every day I'll get a call from someone checking in, seeing if you're okay, how are you going this week? And it's just that I feel like for me that is my most favourite part about living here, of just the sense of being part of something. I just, I love it. Yeah, you're right. There's something about, it's almost like living in a small little village, but mm. the advantages of a big city, you get these amazing restaurants, incredible food, uh, incredible design, uh, very interesting people, but at the same time, it's very communal. Everyone knows each other. After a few years, you pretty much know everyone. And, you know, there's a sort of respect, I think, by we all know each other, so we try to respect each other as well because you're going to cross that person over a thousand times. <laughs> absolutely but yeah that is that yeah that for me would be my favorite part of just feeling like I'm really part of something where yeah maybe you know I'm not you know in Australia everyone's so busy and I mean I get that but I just I just love the sense of feeling like I'm part of a really tight community here that just I love it and what are the things that um you don't love so much the things I don't love so it's funny actually one of the things I don't love so much is now one of the things that I have this love-hate relationship with <laughs> so in Bali you know it is wonderful but it is a little bit of a struggle like you really notice the difference of the convenience of living in a first world country 
where here it's not as convenient and just the day-to-day things are a little bit more of a struggle and 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 for me at the start that was something that really used to grate me and I used to find so hard that the littlest things were always so tough but now I, I just don't feel like I'd even know myself if I didn't have to struggle to do those little things I feel like I'd be bored if you know the daily things weren't a struggle so that you know that I would just Lord, if, 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 if things I did actually worked out perfectly or, you know, I kind of, I love the, I love the grafting of it. Um, but I don't know. I, the traffic, which isn't an issue at all at the moment, um, the traffic is a really tough situation here. The traffic is absolutely hectic. Um, that would be something that would not be my favourite thing. Um, and also, I guess when the wet season rolls around, when you see how bad the pollution is, that is something that just breaks my heart every season. You know, we have a beautiful dry season, the oceans are clean, the beaches are beautiful, and then the rains come and you just see five to six months worth of rubbish being poured out into our oceans. And, and that is something that's really heartbreaking and that's something that, you know, you just wish you could, you wish you could fix. It's a problem that you wish you could tell everyone, stop throwing the rubbish in the river or, um, you know, it's a, it's a much bigger problem than, it's not so easily fixed with the infrastructure here, but, you know, that's something that also is not my favourite thing. Yeah, I think, um, you know, all the things that you dislike and I, they're the same things that I dislike as well. And I feel like Bali in a way is a bit of a microcosm microcosm of the world and the problems here are elevated like traffic is really bad and the pollution is really bad and people come here and they're like oh but Bali is so dirty and you're like the world is dirty just here it's in your face in other places you don't see it but it's still there you're just lucky you don't get to experience it here is in your everything is in your face here yeah you know what I mean like you can't escape it Everything, day, everything life is in your face in Bali. Yeah, but I, I find too that, you know, that that is the beauty of it as well. And yes. that is the parts of it that I love, that it's unapologetic and it is what it is and, and there's no hiding it. And, uh, you know, for everything I hate about this country, I absolutely love about this country as well. So I'm, I'm deeply in love with it. Why do you think it's so magical, Bali? I don't know. I've been having this conversation a lot lately during this whole virus situation. I don't know if it's like a geographically magical place or I don't know what is so special about this place, but honestly, you can feel it in the air. There is something spiritual about here and and, and, and the beautiful part is that the locals that live here, they understand that spirituality and they know that it's a special place and, and, and they, they honour the spirituality of this place. And I really, you know, I'm a big believer in energy and I feel like the energy in this country, in this island is something really special. And the fact that the people that live here understand that and they also nurture that, I feel makes it even stronger. And I don't know, I can't describe it, but it is, it's, it's beautiful. 
something special. That's, that's definitely, I've, I've felt that before and I've talked to people about it. And there's times, especially I think, where you feel it more than other times. Like, I feel like here you feel the end. Like, I don't know, when I lived in Australia, I didn't feel shifts in energy and shifts in, you know, everything is kind of the same. But here, you really feel it and you, and you feel it in you and you don't know what's going on. And then everyone is feeling the same way. And yeah, we were talking about it before. And it's just like, it's very bizarre. I've never experienced anything like that anywhere else in the world. Do you feel that way too? Uh, absolutely. I mean, you know, we were just having, I'll tell everyone, we're just having this conversation where, you know, we both had like quite a rough week last week and everyone we spoke to also had a rough week. And it's just, you know, as a community, I feel like we ride the ups and downs together. When we're when one when a few of us feel bad, we seem to all be feeling it. It's in the air. It's thick. You can't avoid it. But you know, this week it's been it's been beautiful. It's been magical, and everyone's happy again. And I don't know. I don't know. We are all so closely connected for some reason, and. And I just love it. Like, I love it. And you, when you're happy, you've got people to be happy with. When you're sad, you've got people to commiserate with. It is, it's beautiful. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's so, that's so Bali. Um, and I want to <laughs> this is very, it is a, a strange place. Um, I wanted to ask you one last question. And is for people like you and me, we were, we were five, six years ago, we were in Australia or in any other country. I have so many people asking me, how did you move here? What did you do? How, how did you succeed? And how, you know, so many questions. And I, I find it very hard to answer, but I'm going to ask you that question. What advice would you give someone that thinking about it or they're like oh I really would love to do it but I don't know how when is a good time you know sometimes never is a good time you know now it's covered you know there's always something there was a volcano there was covered it's a pretty alive place Bali you know we've gone through a lot oh we've been through a lot (laughs) it's like and keep us throwing things at us, but we're still here somehow. Yeah. Uh, what what um, would be your advice for those people that that have this urge, like we did? Well, I just think that you know, if you want something, you do it. You commit to it. Every choice, every decision that you make has to be geared towards what your goal is. You know, like. Anyone can do it. I wasn't in this fantastic position. You know, when I decided that I wanted to move to Bali, I wasn't in this amazing, fantastic, cashed-up position where I could just go, I'm moving to another country. It was, you know, it was a long-term decision. I had to make a lot of plans. I had to make a lot of changes. I, you know, I had a six-month-old at the time when I decided to make the move. And, you know, like, when's a good time? There's, There's... you know, when you're ready is when the good time is. And I feel like you just need to commit to it and you need to do whatever it takes to make it happen. That's pretty much it. 
You just do whatever it takes, I feel. Like I, every decision that I made leading up to this was, was geared towards moving my life here and I, I was just so strongly focused on making it happen and, you know, it, it happened. And what would you wish someone told you as soon as you got off the plane here about what living in Bali was going to be like? Oh, God. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm nothing really. I'm, I'm, the lessons that I've learned along the way are beautiful lessons that I've learned and I don't think anyone could prepare me for, you know, the things that, that have popped up since I've been here and I don't know, I don't think there's anything anyone could tell you. Maybe how to get power. <laughs> My power had run out a few times in the middle of the night and I had no idea what to do. But other than that, you know, moving to any country, any new culture, it's a journey. You've got to experience it. You've got to work it out for yourself. I was lucky enough that we had had a few people that we knew who helped us along the way that were already living here and that in turn... Anyone I ever meet that just moves here, I, you know, help them as much as I can because it is a bit tricky and there are, you know, the simple things that you kind of got to get your head around. But, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I feel there's nothing I would change or there was nothing that I would wish I knew that I didn't. It's just been a beautiful, magical, up and down, crazy journey and I wouldn't change a second of it. hope you enjoyed this episode. If you want to hear more, subscribe to our Bali Interiors Stories podcast and go to our show notes at baliinteriors.com forward slash podcast. For more inspiration, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Bali Interiors.